Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 82 of Utopia to Me with me, your host, Chris Locke. How's it going? Freezing rain out there in Toronto right now. That's what I'm looking at out my window. Freezing rain. It's everyone slipping and sliding everywhere. Trees are uh, falling down and hitting their head. So we're putting uh, yellow construction helmets on top of the trees so that, uh, you know, they don't slip and slide. Isn't that nonsense? How you doing? Where are you? What are you doing? Are you excited for this episode? It's going to be a good one because let me tell you, the guest uh, been trying over uh, the years to get him on. We we always uh, uh, miss it, but we got him this time. Andrew Johnson, hilarious stand up comedian. Andrew Johnson, and old, uh, used to be star of uh, Much Music's Video on Trial, amongst other things. Uh, used to be the producer of, still producing uh, the hit. Um, buddies and bad times comedy show bitch salad uh, the creator and host of that super funny guy and a member of laugh sabbath which uh, as most listeners know laugh sabbath is every thursday at the comedy bar in the cabaret space so it's andrew and we had a great time i went over to his place and we had laughs we had tea and we've learned so much about each other even more than we already know and it was really fun so you guys are gonna love it and Take it easy out there. If you're listening to this and there's wherever you are, there's freezing rain. Hey, maybe you're in Egypt, you know, and you're underneath the nose, the the fallen nose hole of the Sphinx. And then all of a sudden freezing rain happens there. I don't know what the weather's doing these days in the world. You could be anywhere and the weather will uh, catch you for a surprise, wouldn't it? Isn't it crazy? This kind of like... Uh, Things are a little wonky, huh? They say that it's the uh, the world is changing its weather. But here's my um, thing about that that I'm just making up right now and don't hold me to this opinion. Uh, then what? I don't know. What else? We, okay, we're going to float everywhere and we're going to die? Okay, great. <laughs> That's kind of a negative intro to Andrew's lovely episode. We had a lot of fun chatting. Hey, Hey, if you're listening, send me a message on at uh, Utopia to Me on Twitter and tell me what you think the actual end result of uh, climate change will be. Is it just that uh, we die like a roasted fish in an acid, uh, or do we uh, do a, the lucky few of us take a spaceship to uh, Mars and uh, smoke a joint? Here it is. We're gonna get into this one. This is episode eighty-two. Super fun chat with Andrew Johnson. Hilarious man. Here we go. You're going to dive in right now. Enjoy. I've done all these podcasts not expensive. With, like, with like people using their phones and shit. And I'm just like, well, this is a waste of my time. So, <laughs> Well, where are those podcasts? Do well, I'm not going to check them on like, <laughs> yes, they do. Like, Someone says do my podcast and they and hold just their like, phone up to your mouth. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I've never done that. Anyway. But I've done the room mic, which I'm still a bit like nervous about well because that's like this right it's just like having this apparatus on and then this is the zoom h4n yeah but we're using mics attached to it it's not just set up i did it once when i had two people on the same time Mm. and i feel like throughout that podcast it was it was good it was fine but i was apologizing for that echoey it sounds like it sounds like someone's wearing a wire yeah you can hear the ceiling yeah Yeah, it sounds like we're about to bust someone yeah (laughs) it's a sting (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um. Yeah. So that voice you're hearing is Andrew Johnson. That's our guest today. Hey, Chris. Thank you for thank, having me. Thanks for having me in your basement. Yes. Uh, apartment, which is really nice. And I'm going to tell you something. Uh, 
we're by Broadview in uh, Toronto, and across the street is Chester Hills. Have it you is. seen that street? Yes. I, I lived in a house there when I was a baby. Did you? Yeah, for a couple of years. Oh, my God. Why did you ever move? Um, my parents got divorced. Oh. <laughs> Because the thing about Broadview is... And it was, it was beyond my control in those oh, okay. days. All right, I see. <laughs> I wasn't like, this neighborhood sucks. Yeah, you should... Well, it doesn't. It's, you know, Broadview because the view is very broad. You can see the entire city from here. It's, it's wonderful. You know There's, what? My back... This is the one memory I have from that house. The backyard went on a hill down towards the uh, Don Valley Parkway, which is a highway for people not in Toronto listening. And In it's a, a valley. In a valley. And it's yeah. a long drop. It is. And I had a, like, a sort of like a... Um, What's it called? Hot Wheels school bus toy. The great. Everyone wanted the school bus from yeah. Hot Wheels. <laughs> but anyways, I had that, and I, as a kid, I threw it down there. And my parents were like, "Why'd there, you do maybe? that?" Probably. Wow. Why'd you do that? You know, I was like super, super little, and I was like, I literally don't know. Maybe for, I'm psychotic. For any like <laughs> geology heads listening, it is yeah. a very geological anomaly within the city of Toronto because it's just this massive valley, like. Like it just like it's this massive drop in an elevation, like in an erstwhile plateau that is Toronto, and um and it really separates the city. Like it really does into two tribes, basically. Basically, well, (laughs) people like think like when I say that I live at Broadview, like they think that I'm super east. I am three subway stops from Young and Bloor, which is like you know the the epicenter, like the intersection of of all of Toronto. And but because of that fucking well, yes, uh, for all (laughs) (laughs) for all those fashionistas, for everyone coming. Toronto. That's yeah. where whole Renfrew is. And um but so everyone thinks that I live really east. And the thing that compounds that is there's just like this bridge, the the um the Don Valley Aqueduct or whatever. And yeah. because I, I will never be a pedestrian. I will never walk along that because I always feel like I'm walking alongside a highway or something done, like a I've hobo and I don't after like a yeah. after a show at that place down the mm-hmm. street. What's it called? Um, black. Bad, black Swan, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Black Swan starring Natalie Portman. <laughs> it's not a beautiful venue, but it's uh, I don't know something. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. It feels. Here's like, another interesting yeah. thing about the bridge that goes across. Is it the Davenport Bridge? Is that what it's called? I think it's the Don Valley Bridge. Don Valley Bridge. Uh, they keep building the fences higher and higher because people love to commit suicide off of it. It would be a ripe place to commit suicide. They jump right onto the highway where cars are coming. Yeah, or they I used would not to. want to do that. I remember listening to um, do you ever listen to Fresh Air with Terry Gross? Like very mild-mannered but very intellectual Terry Gross. She's no. an NPR interviewer. We so much stuff. We were just talking about that we before this started. About, yeah. We should get into that for a yeah. second. Yeah. Well, anyway, she was okay. talking to someone whose parent committed suicide by flinging themselves out of a building and Terry Gross just went really deep into it and she was like, and she has this very like soft voice, like this very earnest NPR voice and she was like, it strikes me that that would be the most horrible way to go because as you're doing it, you can you can think, you could reconsider your decision on your on your fall down and, and also dread the impact so that i was like fuck terry yeah oh i never <laughs> thought about that, that happens terry. most of the time i like well so, how would you know apparently well because he, bounced here's a weird way of hopefully knowing hopefully this writer did their research but kathleen and i she was doing an audition for a role i guess she didn't get it because it was a while ago but that's okay she gets lots of roles that's my she wife. does you guys work yeah we work she works and then uh <laughs> um her role was a person that was like an expert at talking people out of jumping. So I forget, maybe I'm shouldn't say this. But oh, those pe- those like hostage negotiators, but like but not it's like ho- for suicide jumper. negotiators. Yeah. yeah, and some of the dialogue in the script. So this is like not from a book. This is from a script written for a TV show. But it, the woman, the character is 
she used to work in San Fran because of Golden Gate. And there are survivors there. And pretty much like 90% of the survivors say as soon as they jumped, they regretted it. Well, because you, yeah, you would have all the time to like, whoa, fuck, like, like maybe I, like I shouldn't ch- have done this. Yeah. Oh, fuck, now I'm going to die. Like, I wouldn't. You'd I'd, jump and then yeah. be like, I want chips. No, it, it's going to be pills for me, baby. Yeah. yeah that's it. What about so. pills and jump? No, no, I'm not. I'm never going to jump. No, no. And like, you know what? The worst suicide negotiator. You know, what about you taking con- pills and converse? I know that chair sucks. You almost, you almost fell backwards. It was I have such yeah. a bad back because I'm oh, fat. And then no. I almost died leaning back. No. And it was fine. Well, anyway, um, my plane crashes too. Plane, like that would be a terror. Like that would be like a longer version of like. Do you want to hear something weird that, that I think about cool. with planes crashing? What? Um, so I saw this like Bugs Bunny cartoon many years ago. Uh, many moons ago and <clears throat> pretty sure it was Bugs Bunny he's falling in a house that's falling from the sky and his perfect solution to not smashing when he hit the ground was as soon as the house was about to connect with the ground from its long descent he opens the door and takes a casual step out I know I've seen that yeah <laughs> Now I always think it, I can I do that with an airplane. As well, yes. So as the airplane's going down, right when it's about to yeah. hit, I jump out of the yeah. airplane yeah. and just roll on the grass. I I think you'd need to have really like insanely powerful legs. No, but like timing too. Like you'd need to have a real background. Hey, in I'm a comedian, and timing is everything. You know what it is? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> do you know that? Like I went to go and see Kathleen Turner give us give a talk on her life a few years ago, and I asked the first qu- oh you know god. Kathleen Turner, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, I don't know. Well, do you want and, to hear my... Well, no, because I would like to finish the story, okay. and then you can just put a pin in that. But So she opened the floor up for like a Q&A afterwards, and I Virgin was the first side. question. That was what I was going to say. Virgin yes. Oh, were you in that? No, Mac Lorenz was, but thanks That's for confusing right, he us. he was. Oh, my God, because I remember that movie was shot <laughs> Hi, in Mac. Toronto. Oh, my God. That's right. Oh, Kathleen Turner. I would love to be in that. I had a crush on... On I, Kathleen I Turner? Still have a, no, but Kirsten I really Dunst? liked her in that movie. Because that was post like being a sort of like she has a, had a very interesting career yeah. trajectory in her book Send Yourself Roses, which I have right over there that I could give to you. Because um, I'm trying to get rid of stuff too, so if you oh, want dude, it, you can just take I it. Have, Kathleen would oh, like. I got to tell you something. I was her namesake. About. Well, maybe I could. Oh, maybe she would. Yeah. But so she. See, like, I ended yeah, up distracting you from your story. Anyways. I know. Okay. <laughs> so she, but so Kathleen uh, Phillips, Kathleen Turner started off as like a vixen, and it was just kind of yeah. like she just kind of fell into it and was like, "All right, I'll do this." Yeah, film. Virgin it's, Suicide is sounds interesting, but now I want to do something different because I'm an actor. I'm an actor's actor. And then she, you know, um, she also came down with like a really severe case. I don't know if there are like like fluctuations in severity of cases of rheumatoid arthritis. But anyway, and so then that became oh. her, she became like really bloated off of like drugs and pills and stuff That's like that. That's what it was. And then she, but she doesn't have like, it's not like she's Sharon Stone who is just like, I'm a vixen. I'm a vixen. I only play vixens. Yeah. Kathleen Turner wants to do it all. So yeah. So she was like very vixeny, like in the eighties. And yeah. then she moved into like interesting character actress parts and stuff. Have you like ever that. seen the man with two brains, the Steve Martin movie? I haven't. Is she in that? Yeah. And you should see it for her role because you would love it. Okay. She's brutally evil. I just on my cue to watch. Evil. I need to watch Night Shift with um Burr with Michael Reynolds? Keaton and no, Shelley Mike Long Keaton, yeah. because that's the one Shelley Long film that is in my Shelley Long blind spot because I've, I've seen never everything seen that else one. by Shelley Long. I was a Shelley Long fan as a kid. Have you seen Troop Beverly Hills? A billion times. My sister yeah. loved it, and so oh, then, it's the best movie ever. Remember when you were a kid and or did you have siblings? Yes. 
Yeah, you, you you guys would just watch whoever picked the movie. Like you didn't. Have- yeah, I have a younger brother who like I governed, I curated entirely his taste, and he's very straight and like he's like a Burning Man kind of like tech junkie. Oh really? And, like yeah. where does he live? He lives like uh, Davenport, Nussington. Really? Yeah, he lives in Toronto. I know. Yeah, I never see him. Oh, that's close to we where spent- Kathleen and I used to live. Yeah. So both of you guys escaped. You're from a small town. You both escaped. Yes, we were both from Brockville, Ontario. Brockville, God. Yeah. Perfect small town name. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, but when you had siblings, it's like you just ended up liking the same like well, huge myriad of styles of movies. I like you especially in yes. the VHS era, right? Yes. True Beverly Hills was a VHS that was in our rec room a lot. Yes. Um, I also had it on because we had a satellite dish growing up, and so we had it on pay-per-view, I believe. That's where I saw it for the first time when I was oh, quite young. Pay-per-view. Yes. So on or, or one of those, like, showtime, like, not showtime, but, like, Did you grow Cinemax. up in a big house in Brockville? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> spacious. It's in the country. I feel like big houses in the smaller towns. Yeah. We had a, a pool more, and when stuff. When satellite yeah. TV, even more than uh, well, cities we sometimes. Lived, we lived like, ugh, it's you really annoying it, right? in Brockville because we live basically, or my parents, well, whatever. My my childhood home is on the outskirts of town. Like, ju- It's like five minutes into town, but like it's just on the outskirts of town where we couldn't get cable. Yeah. Um, or when like the Ethernet came into being, we couldn't get like <laughs> IBSN or whatever. Or, like we couldn't get high-speed internet. So Irritable was, was, like, syndrome They had like TV. dial-up until like 2010. Yeah, we, we yeah. couldn't get IBS, <laughs> which was fortunate, like living in the country. But yeah. um, uh, uh, So we had to get a satellite. So this is like a weird thing with me. Um, in terms of my like cultural upbringing in Canada, is that I never watched Canadian television. Yeah. Like I, ha- I never watched much music when it was apparently good. Like when Strombolopoulos and Sookian Lee were on it, like late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, I never watched That's it then. I, watched I it. never watched the Comedy Network because I had Comedy Central. So like I watched oh. things like Strangers of Candy, which no one in Canada watched, and like Until I would get DVD. Yeah, yeah. Day, well, obviously they could you know discover whatever, but like at the time I was I was like able to watch that, and I would watch VH1. So I, I remember RuPaul's original talk show. Like I remember watching that, and I like Carson Daly and TRL and stuff, and and so I think that that's also why i have like a rather neutral inflection in terms of like accent wise ah. i think i think do you think that you buried yourself in these shows because you were yes. isolated out there well yeah i was a big team well i was also like homosexual growing up in that, a town of 20 well i was kind of people. inferring yeah. that as well yeah. like you're you feel isolated for various reasons and so you live vicariously yeah. through like all yeah these sure crazy of course shows. yeah who cool. doesn't who did, even even popular cheerleaders do? I think <laughs> no. I I, I when they're not. I, I was raised by TV yeah. big time. Yeah. Um, what were your like favorite? What were your seminal shows? You know what? I was talking to Kathleen about this uh, the other day, but I I think I watched Roseanne way more mm. than I've acknowledged over the years, and yeah. now that it's coming back, I'm like, I know everything about Roseanne. Yeah. I thought she. I think you know. I really uh, related to. Dan and I really enjoyed. Oh, I can see why. Oh, John Goodman, Chris Locke, <laughs> birds of a feather. Is that sarcastic? No, it's. Vi- Did it look sarcastic? Oh, okay. I don't know. I can't tell. Did you see the tears welling up in my eyes of, <laughs> of pride? But Roseanne was genuinely super funny, and uh, I guess it was. A, it was I didn't a know genius, this at the time, but Norm Macdonald wrote yeah. on the show. Yeah, who's funny as hell, obviously, and uh, I look up to. Um, oh, and and. Oh, this is why, because I haven't seen it yet, but Kathleen has, but 
uh, Aunt Jackie is a co-star of Lady, Lady Bird. Bird. I just watched that. And apparently that, yeah. she kills it. She does. And I love her as an actor. Because she should have gotten the Golden Globe over Allison Janney for sure. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, this is... Uh, I, I, okay, I want to get into this too. Um, but let me just finish this about... What's her name again? Kathleen Turner? No, uh... The, I didn't finish my story about Kathleen Turner. Basically, I asked Kathleen Turner oh, what her geez. secret to doing comedy was, and she went, ask me that question again. I said, what is your secret to doing comedy? And before I could finish, she went, timing. Anyway, and so that was, that was what Whoa. happened. And it was amazing. Yeah, That's anyway. what this podcast is all about. We digress and then come back. Sure, yeah. It. But you're really good at that. That was great. Thanks for wrapping that I up. I was just thinking, like, People if I was listening, at home, do you remember like, what we started? I'd be like, what is the fucking Kathleen Turner story, faggot? And I, anyway, I would just be like, <laughs> and I would have yeah, never like finished big, it. angry and, bigots and then, are listening. And then there you go. And there would have been, there would have been so many gay men who would have just been like, oh, never again. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm like, I'm jacked up. Off of uh, fucking yeah, green tea. hopped green up tea on makes hop- me insane. Green, yeah. Well, tea is very caffeinated. I only drink tea. I was saying to you on your way. Yeah. I was like, if you want a coffee, get one because I, I don't my third keep it one. in the house. And I'm trying to not coffee keep black tea in the morning, so I did match matcha green tea in the in the morning instead of black tea. I do black tea in the and morning. And matcha is like like fucking motorcycle to the brain. It's is crazy. it? Yeah. Now I forgot what I wanted to say. Aunt Jackie. Aunt Jackie. Not only did I Lori watch Metcalf. Roseanne after school all the time. Laurie Metcalf, but she plays that funny neighbor in Uncle Buck, I which know, is also Marcy. yeah, which was also a VHS that oh, I Uncle threw Buck. on every well, week. Because you know Sarah Hennessy, our good friend Sarah Hennessy. You know, like her, yeah. when, she, when she was a teen, her parents would call her Tia because she was like uh-huh. petulant, like yeah. Tia in Uncle Buck, who was like the most petulant of like the totally bitchy sense. older sister '80s movie trope. Yeah, she nailed it. And uh, my nickname growing up. That. Here's a weird coincidence. Because Sarah and I dated a million years ago. I know. I and know she, all of and the so, so her of... parents called her Tia. Guess what my nickname was when Buck? I was little? Bug. Bug? Which was the name <gasps> like of that... her boyfriend in Uncle Bug. It wasn't her boyfriend. It was the guy who wanted to rape her. He was a jerk. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I was had, nicer to like, her. Who had like a, who had like a, had like a toothpick uh, or whatever. No, I remember... no, 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 no. Bug was the boy from high school. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was. You're right. Because he was like, do you know how to skin a gnat? Okay. With the, yeah. Yes. Oh, what was the, yeah. what was the fucking And he's like, what's your last name? Spray? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bug. And then he hits him with the god, Bug and Tia, you guys were such a bug and Tia. But Bug still, he wasn't the rapist from the bowling alley, but he I was the, what that guy's name but was. But he was cruel to her at the party. Remember? He, he ditched her to go have sex and with then another he, girl. He had another, he, had, he fucked another girl to uh, Young MC's Bust a Move. I know. And Best soundtrack, too. Bu- Buck. I remember like Rap was just that blowing up when I was like, Buck. I can't wait to go to all those parties. Yeah. I, <laughs> I can't wait to go to all those parties where they're, where they're playing kid, where everyone has a kid and play haircut <laughs> and, <laughs> and like they're drinking yeah. out of, out of like travel cups and, and they're, and they're fucking. And, and Uncle Buck takes Uncle your fedora Buck off. Comes, and... <laughs> he takes my fedora <laughs> off and threatens me with a hatchet. <laughs> I watched that movie five million times. Yeah, he. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Well, and then if you watch it like again, well, like there are all these movies that I watched as a kid that that I've revisited in years since, and I just yeah. there's just a whack of innuendos that you miss. Like in Uncle Buck, mm. I'm just thinking when that guy it. who we should, yeah. Um, I have it right over there, actually. I'm pretty sure. Again, you can have it if you want. I need to get I rid have of it on stuff. DVD. Yeah. But um, I haven't watched it in so long. Yeah. But I have it at that bowling alley, when the rapey guy with the toothpick is yeah. hitting on Tia, she says, I have a sore throat. And he says, I got a cure for that. I just, I, I don't know, when I was a kid thinking, like, dime it up. And no, what he was saying is, suck my dick. Yeah. Now, I knew that. And that's just clear as day now. Yeah. But at the time, and so there were just all these things. Yeah, I don't think I had, got that as a kid, kid, yeah. but I got a bit later. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You got it a bit later. 
<laughs> you were so I got it when I wanted so everyone to sexualize so early. Yeah. yeah. Um so I wanted to talk about a bunch of your accomplishments before getting to your utopia, but since you talked about the uh you threw shade at what's her name at the fucking Golden Globes, this is something that you've been doing on stage recently. Because, yeah, you're a great stand-up. If you guys are listening for some reason, you don't know Andrew Johnson. Great stand-up from uh, Much Music's Video on Trial. What else do you... All kinds of stuff. Touring around just for laughs. We did Just for Laughs together. Um, oh, yeah, we did. We did. Yes, we did. The Homegrown in 2013. That was so miserable. God. <laughs> I had fun, but I wish I no, won. No, you did not have fun, bitch. Well, I was stressed. You did not have fun. I was there at your there warm-up set. There was fun set. and there was stress. I was there at your warm-up set. The when warm-up sets are it. always bad. Well, mine aren't. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Literally every single but warm-up set. But you filmed set. the one this year, right? I did, yeah. yeah so and my warm-up set was amazing for that, I remember. And, and then how'd like, the film go? I like well, fine. Like fine. Like you know, no yeah, one yeah. set fire to the rain that night. You know how those tapings are. <laughs> it was at ten thirty, and it was like the a very of, provincial yeah. crowd. Yeah, you but gotta work hard. At I my, what happened right before my taping was uh, was a fucking nightmare. Um, I was wearing so I, I was wearing like a light blue denim shirt and khakis, and makeup. T- makeup always takes forever with me because like I just dress like, like me big, that night. I, well, you know, I was yeah, I was really trying to be neutral and butch. <laughs> anyway, but am I butch? <laughs> And neutral. Oh, anyway, yeah. No, you're not. No, 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 no. You're you're quite. You're Every quite t- colorful. Look, I wore a fuchsia colored hoodie the other day, and I went out for uh, lunch with Tom Henry and Ian Gordon. And Tom goes, uh, "That's uh, quite the statement." That sounds like something that Tom would say, and something that he would observe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, we 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 shot. We talked clothes together. Yeah. But he's I'm very sorry, stylish as well. He's stylish. He's very as well. So you're saying I'm yeah. kind of stylish. Yes, you are. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god, they're like, you sh- yeah, on the spectrum From Andrew, of male I'm comedians. Excited about yeah, that. for sure. Thank you very much. Um, but so, so yeah, you're what, all dressed what, up. Basically, what happened was Tarkies. I was in makeup. Um, I like I got in the makeup chair at like nine forty, and. She just makeup if makeup have its way it will take forever with me because i've just have like a lot of wide planes to play with like i've just got like a face that can take a lot of makeup and so it took like really i was like we need to wrap this up because i'm on second and i need to get changed and stuff and i kind of want like at least three minutes to kind of you know whatever and so i went into the bathroom to get changed and yeah. it, you know like those bathrooms have showers too so someone had just freshly showered i don't know what, <laughs> some fucking mime that was in there some quebecois <laughs> mime in there for an earlier performance probably would they shower with real water though yeah so there were water spots all over the floor so my outfit fell on the floor and it's fucking blue denim so it got water spots all over it this is five minutes before i'm supposed to go on so i go into the makeup room uh every single person had like a hair dryer on me like over i had like eight spots on my front like not to mention my back anyway and so i'm like so the doo-wops or whoever are next need to – or after me need to go on next because I'm not going to be ready. And they're like, can I – okay, that can't happen. I'm like, well, f- okay. So I was just like, I'm so fucked up. I fucked this up. This Okay, fuck. Anyway, by the grace of God, the brutal fucking American guy who was on first and supposed to do five minutes did 15. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, because he was just trying to go out but on a But not the host. He's just the – No, not Berbiglia, who was very – he was very nice. Okay. Um, uh, and so, um, like, he told me I had a good set afterwards, and I don't think he told that to everyone. But anyway, so, but, uh, but, you know, there was just like this American guy, um, you know, like one of those things where like the manager or whatever says, all right, I'll give you X name if you take like this new mm-hmm. person that I signed, whatever. Yeah. So it was like that. And he did like 15 minutes before me. And if he did not go 10 minutes over time, I like, I think I got up there with one, 
minute to spare. And then I went out and I like I knew the set like robotically at that point. It was fine. But like the tapings, yeah. I don't know, like, are they ever amazing? Um, I both of mine I felt good, and then uh, I never want to watch them, and I never really. Oh God, them. I would never want to watch them just because like, they look they, different when they hit the TV. Anyways, I, well, they don't I, like the audience. I I'll be very honest. I've seen what's up. But I would love look, to do it anytime. Oh, of course, my God, yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> fuck yeah, uh, no, I I I did not care for how it was lit. Like from the clips that I've seen shared, I'm like, I'm not looking forward to what I'm going to look like with. It'll that. be great. So, uh, but um, you're gonna blow up. <laughs> but I I know the reason that I wouldn't want to watch that is because i'm so sick of that material like right. it would that's, just see, it would seem like me too. like reciting like the lord's prayer or yeah, something yeah. you know where it's just kind of like the words don't mean anything and so i wouldn't that's why i wouldn't want to watch it but anyway i hope that it i hope it blows up like dn smith at the winnipeg comedy fest did hers blow up yeah oh, it got yeah. like 21 million views or something jeez louise yeah. dn smith in a hoodie and a bow tie she can't go wrong this podcast yet no well <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she can be lucky number eighty fucking four or what whatever. The hell? See, I know. Are you bitter about? <laughs> no, takes I looked at that though, because we had no, we had talked about doing this. Like, oh, that's the thing. This is a very now. loose, yeah, no, I know. Slapdash I'm kidding, affair. I'm, kidding. I'm just, I'm busting your chops. This podcast mostly, and for those of you who listen, because people like this podcast, yeah. So you know, I, sometimes it them. doesn't come up for a month. An episode doesn't come out for a month. This I gotta say to you and everybody, this whole podcast relies on my memory. You know what I'm saying? I, no, I, it's brutal. I, I want, but this I, is what I wanted to yeah. say to you. This is what I've been liking about. Uh, this is something I really like that you do in your act right now. Talking about the Golden Globes thing is you get an audience to, member to yell out a, a celeb. I've and only then, done that like literally at shows you've been at. Like I oh, don't really? do that. That's not a thing. It's that I good do. though. Yeah, okay, no, what, what I, let's, let's, so, let's explain it though. Sure. You ask the audience uh, to yell out any celeb. No female celeb. Female celeb. I, I usually and you instantly it by, yeah. lightning quick speed. No, a like a, I call it beef. What would you say? Oh, oh basically, or drama it's, it's premised with another it's, person. It's always premised on the fact that I don't know anything about sports, but what I bring to the party is I can tell you what female celebrity hates any other female celebrity. Can I try one right now? Sure. Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. I'm going to say uh, Natalie Portman. I, I think that Natalie Portman's been subtly shading her with the whole uh, Time's Up movement because Scarlett Johansson is so inextricably tied to Woody Allen. She's a, one of Woody Allen's muse and apologists. She's kept a very low profile in wake of all of this, uh, despite the fact that she did speak at the Women's March. Um, I'm just going to think that they're up for several. I think that they've had run-ins in the audition room before. I think that they're both, you know, directors would bring in one. They're going to bring in the other to see if they want a blonde or brunette option and i think that that's uh fostered some animosity wow see that's not a hundred percent based on facts that's the first time i've seen you uh hypothesize about it but it still seems wholly plausible well i mean there are like you knew so many facts that connect them that it probably is true you know it's much easier with like music music i don't know that oh what about scissa Oh, probably no one. <laughs> not yet, like, not right? Yet. Not yet. Okay, okay I, you know, if I needed to go out on a fucking limb, <laughs> I don't know, fucking Solange, I think she probably resents Solange kind of stepping on some of her stead. I don't or know. Or maybe Solange resents her. Yeah, well, Solange, Jay-Z, you know, obviously, but uh, but he's not a he's not a. a I love that. I loved that Solange album. And I'm not a big, like, R&B guy, but I love that album. Sure. Yeah. Who yeah. knew? Who, she certainly had a very low bar of expectation to cross. 
<laughs> that's for sure. Didn't she punch Jay Z or something? She like re- she like kicked, punched, like freaked out on him in an elevator, <laughs> and Beyonce here's, just stood there like a mannequin. And I was like, oh, "You are oh, something's going on with you." Here's another money. thing that I, let's talk about just before um, we get into your utopia. If we ever get to it, I don't even care. The thing is, is we were talking about this just before I hit record, but you listen to Pod, what is it? Pod, Pod Save America. Pod yeah. Save America and like all these- All like, the crooked media podcasts. So Pod Save America. So you said you Pod would Save be a Politico people. at this point. I think so. I think that I'm pretty- So let's just get your hot take now that this is hot right now. The 2020? The, yeah. Oprah Winfrey. Um, I think that it's entirely- po- If she wants to do it, she'll have it. Like it's all about like whether or not she wants to do it. And I was saying to you off camera that I do off camera off off <laughs> off the record uh, that <laughs> no, there's um, a camera that planted yeah, over by yeah, your head there. No, yeah, we're just like looking at imaginary <laughs> camera ones and camera twos right now. But so um, I think that the future of American politics could be something like Game of Thrones, where there is a sort of figurehead elected royalty and then a hand of the king who does all the actual policy making yeah. and stuff. So um, but wasn't I, that always like, kind of the case? No. They're just slowly moving into... I mean, people would assemble a, a, a qualified cabinet, I think. I mean, Barack Obama was only a junior senator when he got elected, and George W. Bush wasn't exactly, you know... He didn't have, like, the expertise of, like, Joe Biden or something like that. But, um, like, Hillary Clinton was definitely the most qualified political candidate ever like she had served in so many different levels of office yeah. she knew things inside and out she could have actually gotten things done um and are donald you a, trump just are you a big that, clinton head yeah sure but what about i saw her live i'm not a politico yeah so what oh you did i did i did saw her live it? did you ask her remember, what's the secret of her uh, comedy <laughs> yeah i wish no there were like a hundred thousand people there um it was during i remember it was during jfl 42 and i remember like tweeting i, I was my like sister went my favorite it. headliner jfl 42 headliner has definitely been hillary clinton because she sort of did stand up at it she yeah. came out and did like a 15 minute kind of like half jokey like solo like thing. losing the race yeah sort yeah. of and like you know it's like a speech like a monologue losing the election yeah. yeah anyway um what but what about the insider thing with wall street doesn't that sour it a bit like the thing with I, but i but i agree with you i remember expertise. very distinctly having a very intuitive feeling at one point being like she's got too much baggage just like like the thing with hillary clinton that's really unfortunate yeah, is that she made that. she made the right decision at the time that ended up being the wrong decision in hindsight like she stayed with bill in the 90s and people were like why did she stay with him that she and she should have lit his clothes on fire and start like waiting to exhale or something and it's like well no back in the 90s like that she should have really... waited to exhale yeah she should have waited to exhale uh like angela bassett and have you ever seen them yeah. yeah okay so no i get them mixed up i get it mixed up with stella got her groove back <laughs> well okay i was like about to say what are you gonna say here are you gonna say like precious like those are just like they have black women in them they're very no i'm movies. not yeah well no but... i'm not racist about it i just that genre sure, is not yeah. my forte. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> w- just women getting theirs. That genre of like, yeah, yeah sisters are, they doing are similar, it for themselves. aren't they? Well, I mean, Stella got her groove back as her sure just banging your, a dude on a vacation, from right? From vantage point, yeah. Well, no. When it exhale was about like four female friends no, but, who were all going through crossroads at their lives. Uh, and, and so like, does one bang a Self-actualization, whereas how Stella got her groove back was more of kind of like like a, like a middle-aged 
like it was kind of like an eat, pray, love sort of thing. But, but are they both like, Angela Bassett? Yes, Angela Bassett starred See? in both of them. Yes. And Whitney Houston her. was she in Wedding Dragsale. She was hot in the 90s, I'll tell she you. She still is. Yeah. She's still holding up remarkably well. Great. Yeah. I'm always so <laughs> resentful. This is sort of, this is me meeting you halfway here. That she turned down, <laughs> she turned down Storm and X-Men. Like I'll never, that that would be really? my utopia is. Meeting is, me halfway. Is fun, yeah. Well, X-Men. Just you've assuming that I'm seen. a nerd yeah. ass well, shithead. Well, well, I have seen them all. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. I was a big x-men fan when i was like a teen yeah like i wanted to be a well that's what it was actually x-men yeah. was uh, the allegory was about uh you know feeling like an outcast it's, in I've, high school. I've like, literally, i think they've literally said gay kids. in that bed i have had like post-coital conversations about this with people before really people with guys before like about how like x-men was an allegory for specifically homosexual yeah yeah kids because um it was like their, po- their power mutants yeah <laughs> because <laughs> aren't we aren't we though uh because their power would manifest itself um uh like w- at puberty at the onset of puberty yeah and, you know it was like a very specific like it was a unique ability that was shunned by like ostracized marginalized by society people were afraid of them like it was infectious like the aids epidemic at the yeah. time well still at the time still with us but like you know specifically at the time and, yeah um but yeah no i wanted to be like a like a comic book illustrator when i was like 13 that was like what i was gonna do cool so Oh, you got a text? You got to go? No, not at all. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is actually per- pertinent to like my ex pieces as well. Like um, a former piece of mine who I thought like died or went to jail or something just like added me on Facebook. So I was just messaging with another one of my friends being like, guess who's back in town? And I like screen cap. Where like, was he Facebook. in jail? I don't know. He just disappeared for a while though. <laughs> like, Are you freaked? Yeah. No. What was the, oh, okay. So it wasn't like, like it wasn't a, he's not, well, you thought he might be in jail. Like it just he just disappeared. Like it okay, was so all it was like every, any possibility. Every like every like you know footprint just disappeared. Like it was just like clean clean sheet of snow. No foot. You know it was just like you couldn't you find, find hide out. nor hair of of him anywhere. And you then all of a sudden out. it was just like okay. Um, and I suspected that he, he that he was a drug dealer too. So that was so. Didn't anyway. I drop you off at this residence like after a gig one time? Maybe you drive. Or maybe I was in the car with someone. Yeah, I do drive. Okay, but maybe it was someone else dropped us off, but they dropped you off first. Yeah, I've lived here for like a long time. Remember when Rob Ross and I went out partying with you? I yes, we so went to the best was ass that? contest. We went to Heidi's. That was Heidi Brander in the village. Yeah, yeah, probably. But she was in Halifax. She's probably in Halifax, and she didn't have a sublet in there at the time. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Because for some reason, I had that in my head that that's where you lived. No, but then, but then coming here, I remembered. Yeah, after like a yucks gig, probably. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which would have been a treat. Yeah, I had a. There was off. a man's, uh, a young man's butt that I thought should have won the contest, and then I thought I the contest that. was rigged. That was that was one of the more. We're talking about Woody's, like the. Is so, it the biggest gay bar in Toronto? Yeah, like it's probably it's most venerable. Huge. It's like the gay Cheers. It would be like if you remember, like somewhere everybody knows your name. Yeah. It's like the the watering hole emphasis on whole um oh my god i like sometimes i'm like i'm like i'm like 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 some like gay ant from like the 70s or something i feel like but uh, (laughs) when i say things like that but like um yeah so it's it's it would be like the watering hole it's not like a dance bar it's it's like somewhere you would go to like stand or sit and have a drink yeah yeah and and socialize and they're like drag shows and stuff like that. your friends were so nice and uh, it was such a fun party. 
Yeah, no, and it was I the, yeah, the best ask contest at on Friday night. It was nights. fixed. Yeah, I remember you and Rob <laughs> were very, very cross about that, and I was like, exactly. But do you think straight guys like a different butt than gay guys? No, I don't no, think so. No, I think we have pretty... I've been to, like, <laughs> Hanlon's with, like, straight guys before, and, like, we've we've talked about butts, and we're on the pretty same page. Yeah, I can tell that there's a type of man that's handsome, for sure. Yeah. Well, it's more probably aspirational from your... Um, point of view as a straight guy rather than than tantalizing yeah i i've said this before i don't know if it's on this podcast or not but i really look up to uh what's his name tom hardy but then i realized it's because i was like oh i have a man crush on this guy but it's because i fucking want to be that you know it's really interesting because when we were just talking about um, i've even looked it up that he's my height really he's a year older than me so there's a part of me where it's like ooh, i could still get that build now <laughs> if i work on it there's no yeah, way ter- oh my god it's terrifying when you actually compare notes like to that extent but what's interesting <laughs> that you just brought up is that and we were talking about jfl earlier the first time that we were there in 2013 i remember having this conversation with graham k backstage talking about how i think that somehow it came up of like why do gay men sort of like worship like powerful women and I think the the, the sort of you thing think it's that an I, aspirational thing too. Well, here's what I think. I think that everyone in their head has this sort of like icon of like strength, mm-hmm. and that's like what they sort of project themselves onto. Yeah. And so I remember having this conversation with him. It was just like, do you like if you're going into a situation like, do you just have that like thing in your head like, and that's what you're trying to project? Like you're projecting yourself onto that person, and that's what you're trying to project like to whatever circumstance you're in. And he said, yeah. And he said it would be like Don Draper. Like yeah. from Mad Men. And I'm like, yeah, for me, it's like Whitney Houston in the video for It's Not Right, But It's Okay. Yeah. And see, women uh, ogle Don Draper, but they want to have sex with him. But men ogle him because they want to have that power. And like, like if I look at like, see, sometimes when I think about the ancient Greeks or something, they were all about building the intellect as well as the body like you weren't healthy if you didn't have both healthy body healthy mind well it didn't turn out too well for them so no they lost it after a while because they got they 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 were too smart they didn't they lost their Mm -hmm. barbaric roots and then the you know all those guys Mm -hmm. like the spartans just ate them alive but the thing is if i watch like an ancient greek warrior and they're like super muscular and they have a spear and then they you know i'm like oh that's fucking awesome but like I want that body. It's not like, but I don't in a million years want to have sex with that body. You see what I'm saying? Uh It's weird. Yeah. But you're still idolizing, but you're still a man idolizing another man's body. I mean, there's like, you're still a man drooling over another man's body. There's such a thing being like, like (laughs) when I'm, when I, you know, go on Instagram or whatever, I see like, you know, really ripped like Instagram models. I'm not attracted to that. Like, I'm not attracted to like, yeah, because you're attracted to like regular men. Yeah. Well, that's like, like, I'm not attracted to like, these weird like blown up fake yeah. weird porn i actually that- really you know like one of my like massive like kind of like physical i guess infatuations is sort of like your body type where it's like it's like kind of like <laughs> deteriorated musculature you know <laughs> like it's like and i mean this nervous is bear no i because like i've seen you like i've seen you shirtless before i'm just like you would like have you know like come down i'm working on and it. like you know What's but like you dumpsters? also have like you have those like those divots you know, like um, like those pubic mound Jesus sort of things. Christ. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, because you have like, you clearly have like a musculature that like existed, like an athletic sort of musculature that existed at one point that was like I, really. You, excuse me, I'm still strong. I just have no, I know, but like no, but fat, I'm saying, I just no, have but, a. 
I, I just know, eat I'm, too much. I'm sorry. I'm I'm talking a little too like sort of empirically right now, and not, I'm not realizing I'm talking to an actual human being. Yeah, you're but judging like, yeah, if I should yeah, make I'm, it to I'm, the next I'm level of evolution. Like a, like, anyway, but but like no, it's just like and it's sort of like it's sort of settled in. I like yeah. So I'm kind of like yeah. Like well, I, well, maybe that's I dad bod. Is that dad bod? Yes, it is. Exactly. Part like it is. Well, my case last in point. agent was uh, um, or is a gay man, and he. Um, I would complain about my belly getting bigger and stuff, and he would always assure me that I'm a bear. And men, a lot of men, love that. Yes, that would make me feel a lot better. Yeah, you, you definitely are. Yeah. And Kathleen likes my body this way. You're Maybe ma- she's like, a gay man. I don't know, but... It's like you're married. You have a kid. Who cares? No, like, you've there's... won the race. Cool. No, no, no. There's still a part. If you haven't even gotten to your, YouTube like video, I, yet. I was like thinking the other day because like there's I've still got... a part though that like I've actually gonna talk to my therapist about this because i think it's a branch of ocd but i can't settle unless i'm like perfect and clearly i'm not perfect intellectually or physically you are very preoccupied with a pe- like i i yeah i i, I yes. when i found so that, obviously that's yeah a, when i found that out about you i found it very unusual yeah yeah obviously that's a psychosis from like basically probably my my childhood or something my parents judging me or whatever. I well, I listened to the Leah Pavani uh, episode, and yeah, no, I, I, yeah, your mother sounds like a piece of work. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like saying that you were like because you wear a hat, that's why you like I'm bald. receded or I'm bald. like. And she told me I shouldn't wear a hat so much, and, and I'm someone, like, you did. Um, okay, that's not how it works, Mrs. Locke. <laughs> <laughs> She'll never listen. You to could this. you could tell fucking Mrs. Locke to give me a call, and I'll school her about that. Because, Look, my mom yeah. is a very unique, uh, insane person but she means well she's just like me she doesn't think first she just says everything i think you think first well she's worse than me then (laughs) but like she means well but she uh yeah she definitely built my neuroses since day one and that is that i'm not good enough so then uh well that's why you do comedy and that's why you're so brilliant at it i i actually watched a speech or a uh talk by marshall McLuhan from the 70s like today before we came here for some reason i was just watching it and he said uh he said that the comic he actually he says that the way he did endear himself to people whether he was popular or not was through comic behavior like he'd rip on them and make jokes and then he'd start in, in disseminating his ideas into the conversations and but anyways but it is weird but he said the comic is uh a person with with a grievance he's like whether you're uh wc fields or rabelais uh the comic performer is uh is basically the a registration of grievance and i thought that's so fucking cool right because that's true that's why that is why we do it i mean fundamentally but then you can like you know there all all grievances are not created equal and you know right. nor are they under the same umbrella like my well that's what's happening now in comedy is like People are looking for super specified grievances. In my sort of estimation, when I started, um, well, in my estimation, based on, I'm sorry, every male comic that I've gotten to know, they all do it because of some really rupturing rejection, like a female rejection at some point. And that's, in my opinion, why so many of them treat women so shittily <laughs> uh, right it's just been like even st- erstwhile you know studs 
there's always been this like thing and then they're constantly trying to wrestle power back from whatever you know ice queen sexually rejected right. them at some point after their dick and then yeah well i do think yeah when you say gra- they grievance i really do think it's all revenge i think that everyone does comedy like every comedian does comedy out of revenge and i mean that would certainly be that would certainly be what's your revenge pro- small town yeah like bully uh, probably bullies? you yeah, know yeah. i was really bullied and um which is with everything like that just, brings me yeah. up to something interesting about you since you just uh, analyzed my body. Um, <laughs> <laughs> analyze mine. I mean, fuck. I hate mine, too. It's fine. So, I, fuck. Go for fine. it. fine. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, one thing that is great about you but also freaks me out is you have a razor-sharp, deadly poison tongue. And you can, you can whip people to pieces – uh, with your tongue, and so I'm always like wondering well, when is I'm scared of you. Sometimes I'm wa- wondering when is Andrew gonna uh, smash me to bits with his. Uh, I think it's like know. just a fear that you have specifically. I've spoken with with mutual friends of ours who Sarah. think that you well, and it, well yes. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, <laughs> no other people too. And um, what? And, yeah, Nick. Uh, yeah, no. No, at the uh, beach. No, I'm not. I'm not going <laughs> to qualify this anymore. But, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah. Thanks no, for think, breaking uh, me down behind my back. I don't know. Well, no. It's just I know that it's just like yeah. You think that, whatever, and I think that that's just like specifically with you because I think you know. I don't know. I think it all goes back. to I'm that insecure fucking, about what people think yeah. of me for sure. But I mean, you're deadly. Thing, my, that well, doesn't my, mean that you're not who you are to me. Because like what I don't you, think that like mo- I don't think a lot of my friends are going to be like, oh yeah, well this about you. <laughs> I think you're that type of person. I think you could. I think you know how to drop the hammer on people, like um, si- size them up and then drop the hammer. Well, I'm certainly not afraid of anything in this country. Like I'm not afraid <laughs> of alienating anyone. Like yeah, any I know you did that reason. article for now. Well, I didn't think that I burned bridges in that per se. No, but, but I was it was. Like, but a lot of people don't yeah. have the courage to do that. Yeah. Well, anyway, and a lot uh, of people th- think that way, and they should have the courage to do that. But did you don't. read the comments on that? No. There was a comment from someone who was like very specific, like like under the guise of was? like a pseudonym. I'll tell you off record or whatever. <laughs> but like there was like a comment from someone to be like, you didn't mention these people who are doing really well. And what about this guy? And I'm like, no one would mention that guy because you're that guy right now. Right? Uh, that that always and happens, say something eh? like, I'm bitter. And like, did it ever occur to me that the cream doesn't rise to the, cr- cr- to the top? And I was like, let's leave your diet out of this bitch. There's a hint of who it might have been. But anyway, but so... Anyway, I was like, instead of burning bridges or whatever, I'm like, um, if anyone, like, after I, like, praise the Beaverton in 22 minutes, if anyone is like, anyway, whatever. Yeah. But, um, but no, I mean, like, we'll yeah, I'm, I'm certainly not afraid of, like, like, the thing about here, like, when you go to that Louis C.K. thing about, like, you know, these, these women, you know, went along with, you know, him doing that because, like, they feared retribution justifiably from him and his manager, Dave Becky, who actually were people of consequence. Um, Aside from Zoe Rabnett, there's no one of consequence. In this game. We're like, or Sarah Fowley and Bill Lundy, honestly. Like, there's yeah. no one, and they're not creeps. You know, like, there's not, yeah. there's, there's no nice. one of consequence. I'm sorry. Like, there's not a, like, you know, I, you know, I can call Mark Forward a cunt because, like, he's not of consequence to me. You know, like, it's just like, <laughs> there is no gate that he is keeping that I am, like, waiting to get through. And I can, like, say that, you know. But the origin of your razor sharp yeah. poison tongue comes from revenge in the small town. As yeah, a defense I'm mechanism. really, I'm really adverse to being bullied now. Do you if have, anyone tries? Do you if have tries any to like, yeah, bully me? Time, I really get fucking like, I but really you, get. You do in have, there, a, yeah. you do have a few that I know of full time, constant allegiances that you probably wouldn't. Or is everyone? Is no one safe? No, 
I, I, no, everyone's safe. Everyone's safe. <laughs> I'm a safe space. No, um, it's not allegiances. Here's the space. thing. You know, we That's were talking about. Yeah, I'm a safe next space. album yeah. title. Andrew Johnson is a safe space. <laughs> no, it's not. That's really good. The thing of it is, and this is the very the the difficult dichotomy with with comedy is that you can really like people personally, and you can really not care for their comedy. And there are I uh, know there are it's there hard. are pressure far and few between people who I really like personally and i'm a fan of and i would count myself a friend and a fan of yours me too so me too like i'm a genuine genuine like i will I mean, actually versa, watch you know. your sets like i don't watch people's sets like yeah. i watch you i want to see what you do i want to see what tim gilbert's going to do i want to see what sarah's going to do i want to see what jack is going to do i want to yeah. see what isaac marty chops is going to do i yeah. want to see you know like anyone in last sabbath basically but yeah. um and and tons of people beyond that and so that's like it's not allegiances, but it's just like yes. <laughs> I uh, one thing that I hate, and this is going back to that now article, which you know, if you haven't, just Google Andrew Johnson brain drain now if you want to read it. Um, yeah. It's it's that like <laughs> it's that like people are just so cautious here. Like it's like yeah, it's you brutal. can qualify things as being good or not good, and what I can't fucking stand, and like Sarah is guilty of this. I'll be like, how is this? Oh, it was really fun, and I'm like, really? But you know, and it's just like and maybe no, it's, it's your like, influence, yeah. but I, or I, but I don't think so. But I find Sarah. I one thing I admire about her, as well as you, is uh, Sarah does maybe not like maybe she's gentle about like shows and stuff or business stuff. But she, if if people are pissing on her leg, she will tell them. Not to. Oh, I know that. No, I, I don't do that. I know though. who I'm like fucking, annoys her and stuff. But yeah. well, okay, no, it's not just her. But I, okay, that is a Canadian. Did thing. you ever watch Canadian Idol? No. Okay. <laughs> on Canadian Idol, the but four Nathan wrote on it, the, and uh, John Doerr was got to do some stuff on it. Well, I'm glad cool. Nathan got a break. Anyway, so <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, but so <laughs> I know the people that but, don't know you listening don't know the examples of what I'm talking of yet. Unfortunately, because you haven't been super harsh on here yet about somebody, but. Okay, well, it's really okay. enjoyable. With Canadian Idol, I remember the judges in the later seasons because they really like Canadianly shrunk away from getting booed when they offered criticism. They just like would just would just you know like deal in all these superlatives. And I remember there was this guy Jake Gold, um, who I don't even know who like the Paula Randy or Simon he was supposed to be, but he would constantly <laughs> every fucking episode he would call at least half the lineup the real deal, and I, that was just so Canadian to me. And I'm just like, no, it wasn't. Yeah. That sucked, and so it's just like if something is amazing, like you've had amazing Canadians sets before, are hyperbolic like, with yeah, praise. You've you've had amazing sets before where I've come up and I've said that was fucking amazing, and you can trust that because I'm not gonna fucking come up and tell you that every time. You yeah. know, I'm also right. not gonna fucking come up and volunteer like you could have done better. I'm not gonna be like that. Like I'm right. not a sociopath, but like yeah, I know no, what I you just, mean. When I'm talking about people, when they're like, I, "How was yeah. that?" I'm just like, mm, "Not there yet." Not great, you know, like whatever. So it is, you know, I can say like that wasn't you, yeah, that yeah. wasn't great, you know. And I I like what I like, and I I hate what I hate. I don't know. I like that. No, I, I, I admire think we that. All do, but it just, I admire I that. I know, but it's hard because yeah. we're scared, and I don't think we should be anymore. And uh, you know what? That's one of the things I try to work on in the therapy right now is not caring what uh, hypothetical people think of me and all this stuff. It's really uh, yeah. an exciting time for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like I like to think that I I, don't. I hated about I like my to th- therapy well, no, after but, like, all that. I like to think that I don't 
care about what people think about me, but I think that I'm just kind of like delusional and thinking like no one's saying anything about me. Where I'm like, I know. Well, see, I know they are. Like one of the things that I think like where we kind of maybe got off on the wrong foot like a long time ago. But I don't think people talk. I don't. People I know don't say anything. I'm sure people. I'm sure that people just like see me as like some mincing fucking blabbering faggot, and they just like discount me for that. And I'm like, fine, go with that, bitch. But like, I'll bury you on stage. Well, no one would ever say faggot. (laughs) Sorry, I know. Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, That's that's. 2018 resolution stop casually saying that i even feel like but, immensely guilty yeah. for saying it yeah well you should you can't say it oh, but i can't oh, anyway God. but so um but like i remember like in 2013 going to homegrown yeah. and like like alex pavone telling me like but you're not part of the equation no one thinks that like you're in the like in the running or whatever and so i remember no like way. that really he that said that would, to you yeah um i asked him but like <laughs> so i don't know so i just yeah but i'm sure people like think like people who don't really know me or like know what i'm about or whatever like oh, they just wow. think that like maybe i'm like crackling energy on stage and that i just had a flukishly good set or whatever and i'm sure that that's but probably, i remember like, you and i having fun and big laughs at that time and graham and we were like we were having fun together we weren't I remember <laughs> laughing. I, you remember it differently. I swear. No, we were. We, we were nervous, out. and there were people no, that we were hung out. Like I remember, we all got there 15 minutes before the show. We couldn't watch the show because of the, the like the space that was in. Yeah. we were like there was like a dressing room in the basement, and then like you were walked to the stage when it was your set, and then you were like back down. And I mean, you know, there were people. Know. There were people who were on there that I didn't meet. Like there were guys. Yeah. Like out of nine of us, there, there was were, one there guy hiding that, that didn't talk didn't to any of us. Meet, you know? But the rest of us that were sort of crowded around there, like I remember eating the. Snack snacks and stuff <laughs> like i remember we were all laughing i don't know and like i probably wasn't joking I don't around. Know. but so that was like maybe you're in your head i more. was i was yeah i, I we was were all in our head that. but it was, i was coming trying to make that it really thinking like oh I'll, I'll i'll learn all of you motherfuckers okay do you want to this hear is the biggest longest introduction ever this is 50 minutes in and we haven't talked about your utopia i have like just really short examples let's get into it though okay um i have okay i have an idea of what my utopia is and what my heaven is Cool. So what are what like is there Well, utopia could be like it doesn't even have to be the planet Earth. It could be anything you want. You could be like this is the place the world that I would like to live in the most. This is what I would like it to oh, be okay. like. Um So you can build it from scratch. It could be your freaking heaven. My like you know I mean? my philosophy are you religious? No. But you um, still want to go to heaven. Like the afterlife. I have an yeah. idea of what if there is an afterlife what I'd want it to be. Yeah. Do you want to hear that and then Utopia or Utopia and then that? I think maybe like for a unique twist, let's start with your afterlife. My afterlife is very simple and this is like what I really hope this is, is that when you die, you basically get to go to like a very comfortable place, like a like a lavish hotel suite or something. And you're given this like massive orb or crystal ball in which you're able to review every single juncture and path and decision you ever made. And it shows you why you made that and what would have happened if you didn't and why that would have been the wrong choice. So that ah, you, you so leave like, your entire life justified. But either way, yeah. So either way, it makes you feel like why it gives why, you closure yeah. on why, your decision. Yeah. Why or why whatever every single bad thing that ever happened to you. It explains, well, if this didn't happen, then this would have blah, 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 and like the butterfly effect or whatever, why that would have had to happen, why you needed to learn what you needed to learn to, for whatever. And like, and then literally, however long it takes you to go through every poor over every single thing like that, every single twist and turn, then you're able to sort of just like rest in peace. Sort of like a fate explainer. Sure. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, I like that. That's like what that's that's what my hope for the afterlife is. 
but that and it would be nice to like see loved but ones. But that afterlife could come after you die from your utopian world. And then yeah, okay. My utopia is just very simple. My utopia is, and I do think it's very attainable to achieve, and that is to outlaw hypocrisy. If you were to make hypocrisy illegal, Ooh, which is good because this has basically been the topic for the last yeah. thirty minutes. Yeah, sort of. Right, like the yeah. Canadian. We're all like. Our behavior is yeah. hypocritical. If we're not to, acting yeah. on our what we we're not saying what we want to think. It's like if you were if you were caught in you know like if you say something if you would express a point of view on the record and then you act differently like in opposition to that point of view that's illegal and if that was the case I really think that that would be utopia. Wow, you know what? What I feel like the world would be freaking savage. Don't you think? I think it would be great. But you would be. You would be basically pushed to act on your impulses. No, I don't think it would be your impulses. It would be – I think the people would still govern their beliefs by popular opinion basically. You know, like when you have – okay. Hmm. Like specifically if you have like an anti-gay politician or whatever who is, mm-hmm. you know, like fucking Closeted 17-year-old gay. guys who yeah. he's like paying with, you know – with Doritos mm-hmm. and then, you know, like voting for anti-gay legislation. Like that would be – well, like fucking the seventeen-year-old be illegal, I guess. But anyway, just like, just like with with just all politics and stuff, and like with climate change, that wouldn't be like it'd just be like you know you say one thing and you do another. It's right. just like you say one thing, you do the same thing. I don't think it would it would be like all right, fine if it's illegal. I hate black people, you know, like and yeah. I'm gonna vote. I'm gonna vote to uh, jail more of them. Well, and then people won't vote. Yeah, know, they'd like, be like, oh. yeah. It's just no, like popular opinion would would govern. Like whatever. so, Trudeau would be in jail for what? Uh, just the all like environment. Oh, even like stuff. yeah, yeah. Okay, yes, yes, he would. <laughs> Basically, yeah, he was. But, he acted illegally in your yeah. World. But then, like, see those those like companies wouldn't have. But he could know, say that I, I it was still my intentions to act that way, and he could blame it on outside, right? Because well, that's or sort maybe of, just be like more transparent. I don't like, or, yeah. you know, about like why we need to do this because otherwise Alberta, you know, will be on like eating government cheese for the rest of the you know like because it's my understanding of the whole like he's like it just oil the economy out there would if we just you know did away with it like you know all those people would perish you know it's like i know i <laughs> i don't know i don't i really yeah hey, i didn't have a I fun time follow. the last time i was at the laugh shop Fuck yeah, right yeah god yeah alberta can suck my dick we were in the Christ. museum the other day the rom with the amy she's uh, oh, not even two yet she's she, almost yeah. two but she's still she's loving it you know she's running around going Oh my gosh, you know, and I said to uh, Kathleen, as a joke, people listening, but uh, mm-hmm. well, the the only good thing that came out of Alberta was dinosaurs. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's oh, that is such a Chris Locke insight. Really? Yeah, that's oh. like very on brand. Oh, how? How I do think. you mean? Just, it, just your fascinations, the phrasing, everything. I know I'm on a Facebook event page for something <laughs> that I have. I have no Andrew's, intention of going to. As yeah, he's giving me a compliment, is, yeah. he's also perusing Facebook. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I just, I just, it was, it was open, and I just. Wait, I don't even know if it's a compliment. On uh, brand, no, it is. On brand is not a compliment. Yes, it is. I really like uh, the no hypocrisy rule. Yeah, maybe it it's really a little bit more complicated than I thought. It is complicated, that, but you know. Yeah, maybe because people uh, say certain things and act different ways to to keep the peace. Um, but you don't care about peace that often. I do. I just we're uh, we're but, but it would be like, it would be like we're going to keep the oil fields because this yeah. is why you know, and it's because yeah. hypocrisy is illegal. I can't lie to you. Yeah, I mean, we would not have. 
Don, we would not have Breitbart and Donald Trump. We wouldn't. But have then any he of could that. be. But then you could you could split into two different types of people, and you could sort of like we'd create this sort of thing where it's like um, we're keeping the old f- oil fields. I I said I wanted to do this, and that part is true. So then you could start creating this like the the person that I intended to be is still true, mm. but I'm doing this because of reality. And so maybe yeah, that would be the conflict is that. You just have this like two, two faced versions of yourself still getting. Well, I think like every every like like tr- walking the tightrope. You know, Trudeau is not is not alone. Like every single politician campaigns on promises that they can't fulfill, and so it just th- in yeah. This, no, I in just this utopia. It would be like that just wouldn't happen at all. You know, I, but it, like I'm even like looking at the really like micro level, like just in every fucking day occurrences. You know, if it just when people say something and then act. Like when people are are consciously hip, like hypocritical, if that was just like illegal, you know, I don't know, because I like to think that I'm not hypocritical, you know. I guarantee you've hugged and kissed the cheek of someone you hate. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, maybe not hate. No, n- not hate. Like it's not like it's not like I'm going to see like TJ Demers and like mwah, mwah, or whatever. Do you hate yeah. him? Well, you know, Jackie's a good friend of mine, and you know. Yeah, that was tough. Can't get into that. I don't feel like that's a thing to explain. On yes, this maybe not. Yeah, but that—that's where my allegiance. If we're going back to allegiances, okay. But, you want to hear my other uh, Calgary dig? Because I had a rough time last time I was there. Oh my god, you hate whole cities. You're not usually, like, <laughs> not usually. But I was on the phone with my friend after like two shows that I did not like at the at the club, and then uh, I was walking through the mall, and I, you know, uh, I was in the chapters, and I was like venting about it, and I was like. I have to get out of here. The literature literature section is th- only three rows long. And then, <laughs> and when I was leaving, I said, "Calgary is the only city where, uh, at Chapters uh, Bookstore, they also sell trucks." <laughs> See, I needed like that. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I don't oh, hate Calgary. Enough. I was just like mad that time. I remember the only time that I've ever gotten walkouts was in Edmonton. Calgary has, a and good it wasn't even me doing like gay stuff. It was me doing like stuff about like female anatomy and that got like walkouts but that's the edmonton yucks yeah i never did that club but apparently it's like suburban right it's like yeah not it's even in a in... casino because i hear i haven't played edmonton yet but there's a good art scene there apparently apparently like, yeah downtown. well it's government you know it's got all that government money so i have a lot of friends from edmonton actually and uh like a lot of like cool like in my like gay circle of friends like a lot of just random like a bunch of them are from edmonton yeah and um, yeah, no, they always exalt the virtues of YEG. But yeah, I'm like, I just, my my experience is based literally to I, that fucking sky or like that LRT <laughs> like line, which is just like I remember seeing like posters on it being like, "Don't touch people." Like, <laughs> there were just like posters that said like, "Touching people is wrong." <laughs> like just these wow. basic like garbage goes in the garbage oh, bin. This is know? hot topic from yesterday. Maybe you have a take on it. What do you think about what Catherine Deneuve said? What did she say? Oh, you don't know? No, I know gossip before you. I don't um, speak French though, so. Well, yeah, I guess <laughs> she said it, but her and a hundred because this is after the Golden Globes. Yeah, her and a hundred other like French women signed this petition or this. This statement saying that uh, there's a rise of Purit- puritanism, puritanism or whatever, in going That's on familiar. right now, and uh, men should should be allowed to flirt with women. So she's Ugh, being like so French. I know 
Isn't it funny? Oh, God. French people are crazy. <laughs> She's like, of course, rape is illegal, but a, a man trying to kiss you on the cheek or touch your leg or something like... You can oh, opening the door for you. Yeah, he's he's. That's what she says. She should, says being a gentleman should be, should be a gentleman. Oh my god, French. I remember. Okay, you remember how like the Just for Laughs guy got like the fired? only critique I saw so far was a woman saying um, misogyny is so ingrained deep into her mind that she doesn't realize she's whatever. I don't know. French she's also women. probably like a hundred years old can, now. They can just go and have their baguettes and live their lives. <laughs> Um, here's my thing about especially old French women I, I did like I did randomly I did I think it was like based off this like now article like for for like a week I got like calls from like people being like we're looking for an authority on comedy and because you just did that I'm like alright I'll enjoy this week but so um, CBC like Montreal contacted me for like a statement about when Gilbert Rosan the um friend the guy from just for laughs like on the french side oh yeah you got the ceo yeah, yeah. he got ousted because like all these women came forward with like sexual really assault explicit, but like yeah sexual assault sexual harassment like and he got convicted of sexual assault back in 1998 and was oh. fined 1500 dollars and like had to issue an apology because the judge said well if he was arrested and he was unable to travel it would affect montreal's economy and like, like he got convicted of actually like sexual assault anyway and so then she was wow. asking me about that and she was, that's like these days the, the kid will be like busted for sexual assault and they'll postpone his uh his punishment until like his hockey tournament's done or something oh, yeah well like that brock turner kid yeah who, like oh is my he God. the swimmer yeah yeah anyway yeah. Well, at least he got, he likely got like sexual assaulted on the daily when he was in there he was he had a real purdy mouth i'll tell you that much oh my um, God. <laughs> but yeah so what'd you say He's to this evil. radio anyway, station so she said because what happened was um the fact that he was permitted to be in there, there were a bunch of Ke- oh, was, uh, Quebecois yeah. uh, comedians who were splintering off from JFL to make their own off JFL, like not even called off JFL, but like a sort of rival festival, which I was kind of like, well, it's probably people who couldn't get in in the first place and whatever, God bless them. But she was like, so would English comedians um, consider like out of solidarity doing that? And I'm like, no, <laughs> we wouldn't. I'm like, I, I'm like, we like, I was like, as far as I'm concerned, the only person that you ever deal with from my, from my standpoint is Zoe Rabnett, who is like the portrait of professionalism and also i was like i she's like well how is this perceived in english speaking like in the english speaking comedy scene i was like i just think that we think quebec is like a different world because i was like and then what i said was like (laughs) like celine dion and renee angelil getting together when she was 13 and he was like 38 I just assume that you guys have your own like standard of mores that's and stuff. That's amazing. What did they like, say? I think that that's really weird. That's She's funny. like, she was just taking notes, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, is that another text about this? Uh, no, it was my lawyer. Um, who was like asking me about payment anyway, did your lawyer so, just hear this already i know right no but like so like i said that because i was just like i just assume like whatever so when you know Catherine deneuve who got, like mm-hmm. you know based her entire career of, off of her she's sexuality. in her like late 70s now i well, she's think she's a great actress yeah, yeah she's uh, yeah she's and you know just but uh, you know french people are just you know i don't know they've got it they've got a different grasp on that then um you know so i whatever anyway i don't know whatever I, I i stand by what i said i think it's really weird that celine dion and renee angelil got together when she was so young and he was so fucking old and no one batted an eye and they had a state funeral for him so what he owned this like uh, breakfast restaurant chain and yes he did called nickels or something that's right i've been and then right after he died i didn't know the connection and i'm up on stage at like i don't know one of those clubs and i'm like what happened to nickels huh i'm so i love that place and they're like sad and they're like it's renee's he died and i'm like 
whatever. Like I didn't like. I didn't go. Oh my god! I'm well, so sorry. I'm just like doesn't matter. Yeah, I know he's very sane. You don't have to close down the restaurant. You know, Celine Dion hasn't. You know, she she didn't complain about it. But again, that's the sort of precedent that we're looking at when it's like you know French people. Anyway, I don't know. So <laughs> you gotta listen to. Have you ever listened to Scott Thompson's episode of this podcast? I haven't. His you got you will love how he talks about Canada in it. How so? He's unabashed, as you know. Like he 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 uh, he talks about the same thing as you about like people suppressing how they really want to feel and say. And he was one of the first people who shared my now article, so I imagine that his views were in line. He's with a him. lovely, very I lovely, love supportive man. I love him. No, he's yeah. really he's 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 amazing. I think I love you would him. love that episode, but especially I will go just and listen like, to it immediately. You know, fast forward yeah. to see what he says about Canada. No, I'll listen to that immediately. I, I adore Scott Thompson. He's because been, you guys have a yeah. similar stance, and I really admire that. And I well, agree, he's like, I agree with you. He's like like uh, who is your like comedic icon like who is like the person that you saw and it it like it was like you thought comedy was possible for you probably uh bob odenkirk have you ever met him show yeah just briefly yeah yeah because like scott thompson Thompson and all the kids in the hall were that for me too like meeting him was scott very specifically i had never seen a an out gay person doing comedy and like in the position of like you know ubiquity and power that he was in and that yeah. was like and like i don't i haven't just met scott like i've you know like i've i've had very active communications with him and like that yeah. i'm just like i'm just like it's just it's a dream come true like i remember going to his halloween party a few years ago and it was just like thank you for inviding me oh and there's fucking leah delaria jesus christ like someone else who i like you know yeah. like was a very early you know like oh so he um, told a crowd once that he <clears throat> wanted to have sex with me and i really loved that <laughs> of course i really love that <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a great compliment um yeah he's he's a lovely man but uh, i just the similarities with the, what you guys are saying about basically you're saying like stop being so suppressed canada and stick well, up for yourself and, you know, another and, thing and say was... how you feel like this is like in a way this is a utopian yeah it's a, all the themes have been all about yeah. like how you would like things to be. For I, sure. Like another th- yeah. yeah, and like just about that now thing where it's just like because like there were some people who had written like love letters to the Canadian industry, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, am I crazy? And so mm-hmm. then I, I wrote that, and then I remember yeah, it was just kind of like validating everyone, being like, no, it's not great here. Yeah, like, it's not great here. It's <clears throat> impossible to make a fucking living. And I'm not like but- blaming this person or that person. It's like what happened is you know media, the media landscape changed. Like did the digital age yeah. came in? That's we been no helping longer a lot. Have, but let me you know, ask you not- this: not as like you're an authority, but as like a peer. Uh, what do you think about the the idea that Canada is just so? A ginormous and diverse, but still slow population. Small population. That is a lot of the problem of the industry. Oh, we don't so have a lot of cities to yeah. travel to as stand-ups, um, especially ones that will get well, that are comedy savvy. The pay grade. There's is about wh- five comedy I, savvy cities in this. I, I, I don't. I don't know if you've noticed, but the pay grade has really regressed. Like, like it. It's insane. Ten years ago, but I started. Also, I started like ten years ago. You started like fifteen. We can't make a show. Yeah, we can't make a show about toronto centric stuff no because the rest of the country will be mad at us 
because they'll think we're being we're we making a snobby show that talks down. We to wouldn't them. even get that far because we would never be given the keys to something because we're not a child of a legacy act. Well, there's and that. Too. Like, <laughs> that's like my father's What's not. Happen when these yeah, my father die. isn't Chevy Chase, so I'm not getting a show in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how, like my father looks like Chevy Chase. <laughs> like he looked a lot like you him should in the pitch 70s. that. Yeah, I know, right? But I mean, no. First um, of all, I just like to say that my father looks like Chevy Chase. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's just like, so that's yeah. not going to happen. And like, also, you pitched a million fucking things. Like, we're in the age now of like, you needing to have like a basis for it, like an online basis for mm-hmm. it that's already proved successful, mm-hmm. or else forget it. Like, they're not ever, ever in this country going to purchase anything on spec again. Whereas, like, how the fuck did like Buzz get made back in the day? You know, like, I Mr. actually Mo asked and Darren, Darren about that. And I love like, Darren. I love Darren. Yeah, we all like, do. But like, I know what you mean, but it was like, it was random. It was just yeah. some guys but i think it was like channel 10 wasn't it i don't know but i it started know off at like he yeah. they made a lot of fucking money from that so well they saw him uh like he was a basically a teen just he was like a teen he was one of those awesome teen comics that everyone loves i know i hate fucking uh, teen comics. have you seen three billboards over um or outside ebbing missouri yeah and you did both Ka- Ka- well we both saw it Kathleen and I saw it in the theater, and we both have the same opinion of it, which is weird because it's different than how everyone else is talking about it. And it I didn't think it weird. was like amazing, but I was like, here's yeah. the, the iconic moment from that was when the teen hurls the can of pop on her windshield, and she gets out and she goes up to like the the, uh, the aloof teen, and she yeah. says, "Hey, any idea who threw that can?" He's like, "Oh no!" And then she just kicks him in the balls. Yeah, yeah. And then she turns to the girl next to him, "Hey, darling, any idea who threw that can?" And she's like, "Um, oh, no." And then she just kicks her in the vagina, and <laughs> yeah. then turns to the other kid, and he runs away. And I'm just like, "Yes, yeah." Oh, that's the seminal moment is kicking teens in their fucking balls. Yeah. Yeah, each teen should experience that at least once. (laughs) Keep them in their place. Well, just like that's the thing because these teens, they just think they're going to be like just like like accommodated, you know, and it's like, oh, you're just teens. It's like, no, rough teens up. That's my opinion. (laughs) Well, a lot of the comedians that I'm loving like on that are like like just doing great these days, they're fucking almost 15 years younger than me now. And it's, we're all doing the same shows, troubling. and I'm like, you guys are awesome. Um, but th- here's the thing about Three Billboards. The acting's all amazing. Francis McDormand, obviously. Woody, and I loved. Sam Rockwell was incredible. But there's weird story things that don't make sense It didn't in the have movie. an ending. I was like, no, It didn't have an a, ending, but not... also, like, Sam Rockwell never got in trouble for throwing that guy out the window know, onto right? the yeah. street. Yeah, I know. And I she, couldn't get past and they, that. They didn't convict her of throwing the Molotov cocktails. It was like, come on now. I anyway, couldn't get past those no. kind of holes. In well, the, and then the end, it was just like, are we going to go and kill this guy in Idaho? And it's like, oh. Anyways, I'm sorry. We just spoiled of the, in the entirety of. Like, it's been out for a while movie. and it's been nominated for Golden Globe. You guys got to, if you haven't seen it yet, you suck. Um, Sorry about that. Here, let's get back to... But let me just say oh. what Kathleen's critique was. No, I don't even care. No, it's, what was it? It's just because the the guy is like a lovable the Irish director, right, who did In Bruges. Martin McDonough, yeah. And, uh, you know, but she said, so it seemed more like it would have, if it was done in a more quaint Irish town, some of those aspects would have been sold a, a bit better. But because he made it American, it seemed weird. Yeah, you know, you're probably right. Not me, Kathleen. Or Genius. she's probably right, Kathleen Phillips. <laughs> Kay Phillips is probably right. Kay Phillips Locke. Sharp brain. Um, but yeah, no, Canada, like, I just want to go back, like, the pay grade yeah. is worse than it was. Like, it's not like, like. So your utopian world would not be Canada. <sighs> Let's just say that. Oh, what it would look like, it would look like Hanlon's Point. That's what it would look like. That's like So the Hanlon's Point is the new beach in Toronto. It's clothing yeah. optional beach. Clothing optional. Clean optional. Have you ever been? No, but 
Nick Flanagan always asks people to go. Uh, yeah, well, yes. But I think he just wants to see everyone nude. But that's not going to happen. Like, it's not... Like, clothing and optional Nick, if means, you're listening, you know clothing it. Clothing optional means you could be, like, literally wearing a snowsuit or you could be wearing, like, nothing at all. And, like, there's every shade in between that. And it's Look, like, I'll be honest. I do not... And I do not have a micro penis. But <laughs> I have a penis that gets worried... <laughs> Does that make sense? I don't know. So I'm not sure how it would look on but a like, nude beach. So here's what it could happen. look great. It you, could look nervous. You would not. You would. You would option to wear clothing there, probably, wouldn't you? You know like, the statue I, of David. Yes. You know they're always like his penis is small. Yes. He, it's he's nervous. <laughs> he's worried. Nude and it's someone sculpting yeah. him. Well, anyway. <laughs> See, the thing about that, like, uh, it's just, there's a vibe there that it, once you experience, you're like, oh, I get it. Like, there's just a vibe there. It's the if only I had a place... huge honker that slapped against my yeah. knees, I would do it. See, and that's not even, like... All that, I want to do yeah. is be in good shape and be nude all the time. Yeah. It's... That's the problem with nude beaches. The, the vibe. I'm of, a huge Hanlon's, proponent the, for a nude beach. The reason but I'm that not I love Hanlon's, like I love, you know, like I just the, the <laughs> landscape and everything. I love how it's like adjacent to the city. Like I can get down to the ferry docks, 25 minutes. Door I'm to door sorry, I just realized I'm arguing against your utopian world. Well, because anyway, of my own insecurity. But the thing, the, the big selling point that I would say yeah. about Hanlon's is you go there and there's just immediately this like chill party vibe. It's the only place that I've been in Toronto where like you can actually talk to strangers and like everyone thinks oh because they're naked and they want to fuck. No, it's like. There's just this vibe that comes over where it's like, you know, in Toronto, if you ever talk to a stranger, there's this real sort of vibe of what do you want from me? Like, what do you want? Like, what do you want? You know, like, right. I always find that. Like, I'm always like, everything is just like, what do you so want from me? What idea, are you trying to impose on me? Just the vibe and, of yeah. clothing optional creates a sort of like communal utopia. I, it's just, and it's not, <laughs> it's not specifically the clothing optional. I think it's just the people who are attracted by that and begin, there's no kids there. Sorry. Sorry, Phillips Locke family. <laughs> but like, but like, yeah. So like, that's another thing is that it's a very like adult be it's just oh there's it's like it's like bellwoods but like just no pretense you know and like right more it's like it's utopian it so in a way utopian. your utopian world would be like it would also be full of the type of people that hanlon's point draws out yes and like, i've made probably not a lot of yeah, yeah i've made genuine friends at like i've made like legit but do you walk friends. around nude no are you insecure about your penis in the nature nude air? I like I have I have like generally no one, if I'm like Here's if, one thing that I think is hypocritical about society is we're so quote unquote progressive so much stuff is still so taboo with everyone. I think people I, yeah. should be honest about yeah. their true fears. I sure. think I talked about this in the Ilio one too. Is like talking about the real like like do you have an you know, a penis that on a cold day or if you're nervous around someone would, yes. you would be like, yes, the answer would be yes. No, I'm not like always, <laughs> I'm not always like, I don't always I'm have I'm not like laughing a, at your I, penis. Well, no, I'm laughing at I don't always have the I, beauty of the freedom of being able to express Like that. I don't have like a folded out ball sack and like a fucking like, you know, no, I mean like, of course, like, you know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm definitely a grower. Um, but like, you know, no, like it, the, I've, I've, I've been clothing. I've optioned to not wear clothing when I'm like outnumbered. 
that's like yeah. so like it's been a few times but like no i'm not a practicing naturist but but at a, okay at a nude beach <laughs> i hope listeners but i, know some, I hope listeners yeah. have made it this far to the, in the podcast and then you know this you, is the this yeah, is the meat you honestly like no forget about it after like 10 minutes but you do you are, see uh, other men's penises yes and go oh i'm fine you will and <laughs> And you will see other men's penises and be like, "Yes, I, okay, okay." Like, yeah, I get if you it. had like a like, but a, that's like a the Y. That's dong. like the change yeah. room at the Y. There are men that have like huge dongs that are nude all the time. There are men that are showering in their shorts. Sure, yes, it's exactly like that. <laughs> Except also, I don't know. Like, there's it's like the men's change room of the Y outside, and like the women's change island. room. At the oh, y. And women go yeah, like, yeah. The, like yeah. There will be there will be some like times where you'll be there, and there will just be this preponderance of naked women, and I'm just like. Well, God, this is a waste of my time. Well, no, but like no. the reason why I'm asking, I'm so just like, much. well, these these ladies should feel safe today, Jesus. Um, but um, uh, yeah, no, I mean, there's there's a real of ages. Oh my God! Shapes, so are there sizes, shaved vaginas, hairy vaginas? You know, I, I I I look at them like I look at a tree. Like I just like I don't. Really but you look at penises. Uh, I'm more prone to. I would say yes. <laughs> so at a nude beach. Like you would gander at a penis. There are like as a, I, the times as a, really, which is weird yeah. because at a gay, so it's like you're you know as a gay man you get to you get and I yes I'm saying get to get to ogle what you want. Yes, you could. So yes. as a straight man, I don't think I would get to ogle what I want at a nude beach. That's the difference. Well, if you were by yourself, no. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you were by yourself, there would be some some people being like keeping tabs on you for right, sure. Right. Um, yeah, I've seen people like beaten up for like having cameras and stuff. Yeah. Oh my god. There's quite that's a community. Great. There's no, quite that's a community. It, but there's, yeah. no, that's the community yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but uh, the community of yeah. beating strangers. But, up. No, regarding dicks at, at, at Hanlon's. Like, it will be the occasional time where there's, like, a big surprise penis. Like, I remember once Blaine yeah. Smith and I were there, and it was just, like, there was this, like, I don't know, he looked like an was Israeli his, guy. Was he nude? Had. Yes. Does he have a tattoo on his penis? Blaine's tatted everywhere. Yeah. That's why I brought... So, you, yeah. if you guys don't know, local comedian Blaine Smith has yeah. tattoos everywhere. It's so... Yeah, Blaine's, like, Blaine looks like Ewan McGregor in the pillow book, if you've ever seen that uh, movie. I don't, yeah. I don't know. And it's great. It's a work of art. He's, like, walking art. Um, yeah. uh, but so Blaine, <laughs> we're, like, sitting there with some other people, too, and there was this, like, really, like, skinny, like, skinny, like, looked, like, really malnourished guy behind us. And it's just, like, all of a sudden, like, his shorts came off, and he just had the, he had, like, a fucking 10-inch flaccid. It was fucking insane. What do you it was do just with like, that thing? Jesus Christ. And so it was just, like, <laughs> Blaine's, like, I love a surprise penis. And it's just, like, yeah, we're just, like, <laughs> So it's just like so something like that. It's more. Did of just you guys like, gasp? It's more, yeah, Could we, he hear you gasp? We, we nervously laughed. It was that big. Like it was. Did he hear Amazingly you? large. No, no. He was like far enough. But um, no, I mean, but, but that, I hear that, that very very for, skinny men usually have long dongs. Well, I don't know about that, but like maybe because it's that, like their fat drips that into instance, their dong. Like I don't want like to color like I'm you know, sorry, the handlers, like, that that's... would be like five percent of the time there. You know, yeah. and like people always ask too, like if you see boners, I think I've seen like. Four boners, and I've been there like fifty times. You know, like are they embarrassed by their boner, or do they walk around with pride? Generally, yeah. Peacock around with their boner? Well, not peacock around, but like they're not like like they're not like see that they're not like grabbing a towel. You know what? Oh, this is this is this is the best topic for Utopia because because these are all brand new rules that are like weirdly segregated from the rest of society. We experiment, I don't yet, but experiment <laughs> with public nudity rules 
in like these little segregated areas. Like I I know like what how you're feeling about it because I didn't go for years because of the same sort of like you know um like you'd go there once and you'd be like this is really not a big deal and this is really enjoyable. You have like some well a lot of Europe is like like that right yeah like you have like some beers you have some snacks it's just it's the best North America is very repressed. Yeah, sexual. Well, about well, sexual, and Toronto is too. Like about, I'm amazed not just that sexuality, Hanlon's, but nudity. Yeah, Hanlon's exists in Toronto because, like, Toronto. You see, like, people Toronto's there, and I'm like, this is it. really bizarre. Like, yeah. you, are, you people don't live in like none of us live in Toronto. If we're here, you know, it's like weird. Anyway, but, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, we're you you we're well, you're we're sheltered in artsy communities, but Toronto yeah. is like pretty. It's pretty yeah, pretty regular. Well, Canada is pretty conservative. Yeah. People don't like it's like very like low key kind of like yeah like not silently conservative but like it's mm-hmm. very discreetly conservative I guess yeah like it's not you know it's it's rather irreligious which yeah, is good um, we don't you know, have like the Westboro Baptist Church no really, well we couldn't but... because we have hate crime laws in place that would prevent you know they would all be jailed like their yeah. first protest but um but we have weird stuff in pockets of rural areas of the country oh, well, for sure. yeah like whenever i don't know if you ever talk to americans about this like but when you know i don't know if americans ever fucking ask you this because i don't know if americans ever ask you personal fucking questions about yourself that's not something <laughs> that they're known for but they don't care yeah but like uh because they're just like oh would like something like i'm like when they talk about like conservatives in canada i'm like yeah there is like a religious area but it's so small compared to the rest of the country yeah because it's like like Alberta is our Texas, but it's like we don't have like an Arkansas and like a Oklahoma. And, like, you know, it's just like we just have one like very conser- – one state where that would play well, like an evangelical thing. Like, you know, pray – let's pray that we get elected or whatever. Whereas that in Ontario, people would be like aghast at that, you know. Yeah. And um, so anyway. Yeah, we're very lucky. Again, that probably has to do with the density of the well, We're lucky population. in that regard. I, I always say, yeah, like Canada. No, people don't understand. We have no media. We have no media. We have no entertainment industry. There is no path yeah. forward. Like there's going to be for you and for Kathleen and you're going to be two of the, luck, the lucky I don't few, know. You know, but I don't know. Not, you never know. It's, it's uh, a, every day is like still nerve wracking. Well, anyway, yeah, tell me about it. Well, um, you're leaving. I am. And then I'm always like, and if that, if and when that goes bust, I'll move back here and use one percent of my brain and go into advertising. Because fuck, like these commercial auditions that you go on, Jesus Christ, some of them I'm like, I can do a hundred monkeys yeah. with a hundred typewriters, Jesus Christ, <laughs> shit, fuck. Like ugh. this was very enjoyable. Did it was so fun? enjoyable. I'm really so glad fun. we hit that big nude beach chunk because that's a huge, sure because. We've never. I don't know if we've talked about I'm public huge, nudity on this podcast. Okay, well, but it is. A what big, else would you like to know about it? But you Real said your quick. utopian world would basically yeah. be like Hanlon's point. My the, the closest and to me that is like, atmosphere or environment that I've been to that, that is, is utopian is Hanlon's because though. the topic, the topic of like being nude around strangers but not and it is cool like when i when the, the few times that I've sort of like like done it, you just forget about it after ten minutes, and it's just like you're just kind of like. Honestly, it's like really like expedient. You know, you just don't need to worry about anything. It's good because it ties into to the whole Adam and Eve thing. Like apparently they were in paradise until they were, beca- which was like a utopia. And but they Eve were had the fruit, and then she became aware of her nakedness. Yeah, yeah. and Adam was like, I, "I like it." Yeah, and well, it's just sort of like if the Bible <laughs> Adam preaches sounded that, like, it's like Nick well, Flanagan. You're saying that I basically, like it. and so then we live our lives. Yeah, I know Nick. Oh, it's cool. Yeah, I like it. I, I like. I think your, you look good. I like, <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god, that's exactly what he would say to Eve. That's exactly what Adam and or Nick and Eve would sound like. Oh my god, that's not that Adam and Eve. It's yeah. Nick and Eve. I would love that if oh my he god. like had a show based on that or something. Being ni- um, but yeah, this was great. Is there, yeah any like wrap up? This is a long episode, but it's nice oh, because it's hearty. I mean, we got to like you know. We got to well, know you in for fifty minutes, and you know, you and I don't like ever get to hang, so we always have lots to say to each other. It was really too, enjoyable. So yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we talk at shows and stuff, but yeah, with the um, and on the road sometimes. But any wrap up points about the utopia? No, or? just that's what my idea of the afterlife is. My idea of utopia is hypocrisy being that. illegal. However, you know, that's obviously a little bit more complicated than it sounds, um, and some some broad strokes maybe need to be feathered out on that. And um, go to Hanlon's. I'm a big proponent for Hanlon's. Everyone thinks that it's going to be this. It's not going to be. It's going to be that. It's like the. It's just it's so. Ch- like Emma Hunter came this summer and was just like, oh my god, why have wh- where what have I done with my life? Like it's just like really yeah, oh. and it's it, like it's just it's not daunting. It's not going to be. You're thinking it's going to be. You're going to be like walking in, and it's just going to be a thousand completely nude people and you, and you're going to be like, well, uh, well, it's look. Not sometimes my dick looks great. I would get nude if it was like in the mood and it was hanging down there, flopping without insecurities. It's well, a flip of the coin, to be you honest. You know, well, you should you should put that on your to do list then. But you should definitely <laughs> you should go. You should you should just go and be like you could you could even you know, Kath and you and Amy. There's like a clothing mandatory part of the beach too that like has more like children and stuff at it. But there are very few children. Sometimes there are children. That's the actual. That'd like, be so funny. Or like we get a nanny and we're like, thanks so much. We're going to a nude beach. That's I remember why. once there was like there was like this encampment of like naturist families around us, and there were all these like nude teens, and we were like, no, that was the one day that I was like, I'm gonna go. I got like, yeah, this is like oh my cool. god yeah no, that's new teens no that's uncomfortable for a myriad of reasons and then Francis McDormand showed up and kicked them all in the, in the in the dick and vaginas respectively oh anyway but yeah no I'm a big proponent for Hanlon's I I'd really like every like that it is the best thing the city has to offer I think besides comedy bar very nice anything to promote coming up uh, when is this being posted Friday I'm hosting Left Sabbath next week. So on, oh, the, yeah. on the 18th, I don't know what I'm doing for it yet. Yeah, Laugh Sabbath every Thursday at the Comedy Bar Cabaret Space, nine o'clock, nine thirty. You know what it is? Uh, yeah, but I never know if like it's technically nine, but starts at nine thirty. But it's technically nine. I mine start pretty close to nine thirty. Yeah, I'm pretty. Like, gotta be sharp. But they're always sold out. No, they're not. What? Oh, <laughs> no, I, they're not. Do I always go to the good ones? I think you do. Oh well, yeah, lucky. you must. Well, <laughs> Laugh Sabbath. Yeah, Andrew hosts. What week of the month? I generally host. Uh, it's supposed to be me and Sarah the last the last Thursday of the, the last month. Thursday. But like I'm switching it because I'm going to the East Coast on the 25th, so I need to do okay. a switch around with Jackie. Nice. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. It was a blast. All right, everyone. That was Andrew Johnson. Andrew, thanks so much for coming on and uh, chatting and having a good fun time. That was great. And thanks for the tea and. Uh, yeah, that was so very interesting. Andrew's utopia was uh, mostly Hanlon's Point in Toronto, which makes sense. Very nice-sounding, free uh, place. Uh, follow Andrew at underscore Andrew Johnson on Twitter to find out uh, more about his stand-up and comedy and shows coming up, Last Sabbath and the annual Bitch Salad. Plus, he's moving to L.A., so go to L.A. and look out for him there. If you're there, look out for him. He's coming to get you. And follow us at utopia to me 
and send us messages. Remember, you want to send me a message of what you think the end game for climate change is, what's going to happen to us, and uh, if you want. And then also follow me, man, at Chris Lock Fun. Um, I'm putting this out today, Friday the 12th, I believe, of January. So if you're in St. Catharines, Ontario, or any surrounding places like that, Niagara-on-the-Lake, Niagara Falls, Welland, whatever, and you want to see me do comedy... I'm at Showtime Comedy this weekend, tonight and uh, tomorrow night. And other than that, uh, i got to wrap it up because i actually got to get on the road to go do that. And thanks so much for listening. This was a good one. It was fun, and it was a long, nice, hearty one. And there we go. We're off. So thanks again, and get outside there and bundle up and stay warm and dry. But, you know, do whatever you want. Just look at a tree, pet the tree, look up at it. Give it a kiss. Give a give a tree a kiss right on its bark. Thanks. Bye. Thank you.